Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the... What's up, ladies, stars and stars? This is former WWE diva Maria Kanellis and current first lady of Ring of Honor, and you are listening to In The Room. Me. I never understood why Fandango did that finger-pointing thing with the fans. Uh, it never made sense yeah. to me. He's supposed to be like a Dancing with the Stars type guy or, or something yeah. like that. And instead he's out there going like this. Like, uh, whatever. Welcome. I love, I love his music. <laughs> I do too. It really gets the heart pumping there. Uh, welcome everybody back to In the Room right here live on the BOC Nation Wrestling Network. We are one of a number of programs that air on this network. Be sure to check us all out. VOCNation.com or search for VOC Nation on your favorite podcast provider. 
And we're not Vox Nation, by the way. I still get that every once in a while. Somebody wants an interview request from somebody at Vox Nation. Uh, so <laughs> that's not us. V-O-C. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again in the room. And we are here live. We'll, we'll be here for a little while at least, taking your calls. Kind of short staff tonight, but I think we'll have a good time anyway. Uh, to call in, the number is 914-338-1885. That number again, 914-338-1885. So there's a lot we can talk about tonight, but before we kind of jump in with the the meat of the conversation and everything, let me introduce myself. My name is Brady Hicks, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and of course, uh, (laughs) uh, you don't have to dig far to find me online. I've got so many oars in the water, it's insane. But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Also joining me, my co-host, the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the guiding light as we steer the mothership here. We have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. What's going on, man? Hey, great to be here with you guys. Oh, man, lots going on, man. My goodness. It's been an insane week. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, uh, just in the last week. I mean, last week the, the big discussion was MJF, uh, you know, <laughs> and their pay-per-view, obviously. Um, MJF, they've gone out of their way to scrub him from everything. Um, it's funny, Stro, because, like, I have two cousins. I was at a family party this weekend. I have two cousins, not the biggest wrestling fans, but, I mean, they're casual fans, you know. But they both came up to me separately and asked me if the MJF thing was a work. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't think it was. It's pretty clear to me that it's not because I don't think he would have gone that long on television um, if they didn't want him to be saying all that. But I will say uh, they've done a great job if people are talking about it. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, they've done a what great job. I was kind of hoping he would Pillman himself right on out of the AEW and get himself on, on Raw or SmackDown, but uh, oh, it's wow. okay. You know what? He'll be handled well in AEW for a while. So, And he's still got to mm-hmm. get the title there. Honestly, right. I wouldn't have been shocked if he was the one that ultimately beat Punk if things had played out the way they probably should have. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Um, so, when I say the way they should have, of course, CM Punk getting injured this week. CM Punk injures yeah. his foot. Um, a lot of people are saying it's probably from that, that rail hop that he did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, the guy's old. He's like my age, you know. Like, yeah. not that you're old, Stro. I know you're you're around my age. I'm not saying you're old, but Sam Punk, he's old. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, the kind of stuff that happens. Mhm. Yeah. Joey Ace at oh, ECWA yeah. last month was teaching me how to take a bump. So many people have tried, and I'm not any good at it. That's why I don't wrestle. Uh, but you know, I took one small bump, and my neck was hurting me the rest of the night. So no, that's not, I'm not saying that's CM Punk, but uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, I did find it interesting. So their solution is to create an interim title, right, with CM Punk having to step away. Um, so they're going to have a battle royal, and the winner of that is going to fight John Moxley. Now, I don't know how – can you explain to me, or, or maybe somebody that's listening online can can hit me up on the chat or something, but, like, how – how did John Moxley get that distinction of that whole roster that he's going to be the one that doesn't have to do the battle royal? Evidently, according to them, he's like the number one contender. 
Oh, wow. like on their like worked ranking or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I was curious about that because to me, I would have thought Daniels. Honestly, the logical thing that I would do is have Danielson and Moxley be the final two, and you know, have them right. have a friendly match between the two members mm-hmm. of that group. And either one of them would be the the fantastic opponent for uh, Forbidden Door. Right. So that's what I would have done. I, I guess we'll see what they do. I guess yeah. we'll see. This whole interim thing, champion thing, is kind of new to me. So, it's, you know, other it's than the, you know, uh, in, to the pro wrestling world anyway, other than yeah. the MMA deal. So, I mean, I, you know what? Part of me really likes it, especially. Um, it's the, I don't know. Part of me really likes it because it's hard to get momentum behind a champion, and, like, the lineage just I, – I think the lineage is always affected any time you have to vacate a championship. So it's right. an interesting concept. It's like, hey, this is going to be our champion for the next couple of months, and then we'll unify it when he comes back. Right. But, but by the same token, that just means that CM Punk uh, – is the 30-day rule still a thing? Am I stuck in the 80s with Pro Wrestling Illustrated here? I, 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 <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, you know, the whole dirty yeah. I don't know if it applies to AEW or not. But. It didn't apply to Brock Lesnar, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, right. it probably it doesn't apply to Roman Reigns if you think about it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I guess if you're a big enough star, it just doesn't apply. I, you know, don't listen to Hulk Hogan when he said he defended the belt in New York and then hopped on a plane and flew to Japan and defended it there, defended it there like eight hours later. Like, no, that didn't happen. He's not. That's not uh. true. Uh, but hey, it's okay. We're working the system, brother. It's it's all right. Uh, yeah. So so interesting. I I do like the idea of interim. Like I said, I rather than vacating the title for sure. Um, now, of course, CM Punk wasn't the only injury that we saw this week either. And uh, the other one was kind of gnarly, kind of nasty. Uh, right. Looked like uh, looked like me when I was younger after a. I don't, I don't even want to make that joke, you know, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't look good. It didn't look pretty. I was surprised you didn't tape it all up, like do like the Cesaro thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Or wear yeah. a t-shirt? Something? Uh, you just pretty much put, put it out there. Yeah. Look like yeah, hamburger meat. Let's be honest, uh, it looked like hamburger meat. Unreal. Yeah, pretty cool, though. Uh, pretty cool. I, I, I should say, uh, not pretty cool that he wrestled injured. Uh, but pretty cool that he was dedicated enough to wrestle injured and finish off that feud. And we were saying off the air, like, if he's out for six months now, that'll put him back uh, sometime in December. Um, If they were smart, they probably should hold Cody Rhodes off. You do a slow build, he's coming back for the Rumble, he's coming back for the Rumble, he's coming back. You You do that build, and then at the Rumble, you have Cody win. And you have Cody... Defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, I know there's plans for The Rock and all that, but to me, that's the the only other thing would be if you find a way to separate the titles, get one of them off of Roman Reigns. And uh, honestly, I don't know who's going to beat him for one of the belts, but um, right. Looks like they're planning I, on that with the yeah. tag titles. Which yeah, they've been pushing the street profits so. though. I yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, for Roman, like, I, I looked at it before, like, the only logical answer other than The Rock 
which really isn't a logical answer if you think about it, is Drew McIntyre. And yeah. Drew McIntyre has dropped off so much in the last two years that it sucks. I, I yeah, yeah. Co- Cody's the, uh, the logical choice, I think. He is. He has to be. He has to be. So if you get the belt off of Roman, one of them even, because they're not technically unified. Yeah. Even if you go to WWE.com and you look at the roster section, they got two pictures of Roman Reigns, an identical picture. With him with both belts, it's just him side by side. It looks like like a test site, like they're like working through some of the kinks before they publish it. It's got the same picture of Roman Reigns, two different places, where it says WWE Champion and uh, Universal Champion. So they didn't unify the belts, you know. Um, uh, maybe you get Brock on speed dial, you have him win the belt on Raw, uh-huh. and you do Cody and Brock. Right. Yeah. Or you just keep you or you just keep Cody in your back pocket and see what happens with the rock, you know? I mean, either way, with with Roman or Brock or whoever, I mean Cody's gold. I mean he can have a good match with anybody. He, he should be he should be I think the person to beat Roman at WrestleMania if you're gonna do it. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and, and you're capitalizing on and it's the perfect way to capitalize it. Uh we're gonna bring on Kathy who's uh just getting back. She actually had a hard night of drinking, Stro, so she's uh she's feeling it right. Oh right. Now. <laughs> What's going on, Kathy? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had, but Kathy, no. You stuffing the ballots, Kathy? Oh, please. That's stupid <laughs> primary election. Seriously. Yeah. I'm independent. I don't know about any of that. <laughs> is, yeah, is getting doing? rid of jury duty? Is, is I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm, is getting rid of jury duty on the ballot this year? Because otherwise, I don't really care. Not in New Jersey, dear. Not in oh, New Jersey. Wow. No, no. Nowhere. What is going on? Why is this opening up? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. That's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on there. I don't either. Oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So we so we get the video going, and uh, for some reason a whiteboard just opened up, a blank whiteboard. Anyway, we're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, yeah. Didn't um, Macadona get hurt too? Didn't I think he, he did. I think he did. Yeah. 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 By the way, did you see did you see Matt Cardona? He said he wants to be the one to retire Ric Flair finally. Oh, <laughs> I gotta say he's okay. done a great job. He's done a great job. Um uh kind of shedding everything that WWE didn't do for him and reinventing himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like really good. So, yeah. yeah, Kathy, we were talking about the injuries to CM Punk and 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 even like the uh, the Cody thing. Uh, just to me, it looked like raw hamburger meat watching Cody kind of flap around out there. Cody's, I can't imagine how they're going to sew that or do that surgically back on. 
If he told me even when he came out last night, I was on his hunt. Yeah. Right. I tell you what, uh, I've got some arthritis in my pinky finger. I almost canceled the show tonight. Like it is really just kind of you know, <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Yeah, I don't believe it. I, you know, I, I felt like Ricky. Like, like, I felt like Ricky Waters, Kathy. You know, like for who, for what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, show? Yeah, did you see our own Shelly Martinez uh, interview on WSI Interviews on YouTube recently? I did. I did. Our good friend uh, Steve sent that over to me in the uh, yeah in the chat. That was interesting. He told some pretty interesting stories there, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being in Bates Motel with all those guys. So that would have been fun. Yeah. Right. And check that out. Yeah. So she called Kathy. I don't know if you saw this. So Shelly, our our good friend Shelly. Uh, she called CM Punk a sellout. And why was he a sellout? Because he told a story from when they were all on the road. And he left Shelly's name out of the story, even though she was one of the main characters. That's why he's a sellout. A sellout. A sellout. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he, he sold out all or nothing, right? Double or nothing? He sold that out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He sells out every time they come to Chicago, I guess, you know? Okay, maybe the man just forgot, you know? I mean, you know, yeah. you get hit in the head for a living, so I, I exactly. can understand. Yeah, right. and some people probably hit him harder in the head than others. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. I, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so the injuries were like a side story, but obviously WWE had two uh, two pay-per-views this weekend. They, they had Hell in a Cell, uh, which I'm actually working my way through now. I technically haven't seen all of it yet, but I certainly I know what happened. I'm like, we can talk about that. I, I still have to see Raw, but obviously we know Edge got kicked out of the group, uh, but which is crazy to me. Um the only thing I can figure is that they wanted the two henchmen to be bigger than the leader, which you certainly accomplished by having Finn Balor join the group. Um, I don't know. I, to me, I, I said this off air to Stroke, Kathy. Um, to me, Edge as a heel, point in his career, coming back the way that he did and after the year that he had, the two years that he had, like he felt misplaced to me as a heel almost. Um, kind of like when Sean turned heel just to fight Hulk Hogan, and then they switched him back like a month later. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's a natural reaction. You know, when you lose, probably safe to say the number one babyface on Raw. Certainly top three. I would think the number one babyface on Raw would be Cody Rhodes. So to lose him... You need somebody to step in and fill that role, kind of. But with that said, yeah, it definitely seemed like that group was just starting to get momentum, and now it's like just kind of gone. But anyway, uh, good good couple days with the pay-per-views for sure. Uh, I really enjoyed the NXT one, actually. I, I thought they did a great job with that. 
Um, I was kind of secretly rooting for Joe Gacy. I, I know a lot of people on the Internet don't care for him as much, but um, obviously, Kathy, like, we go way back with him, and it would have been really cool to see. I, I think he's done a fantastic job with that persona. And uh, he's somebody that, like, even if all the Internet, internet fans aren't seeing it, I think he's somebody that is going to do big things on the main roster someday. Oh, yeah. Just my thought. Just my thought. He actually kind of, in a weird sort of way, I'm not saying he's the same, but he's like in the vein of like Bray Wyatt. To me. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see that. I like it. I, I like it. I, I, think he's got a, I think he's got a really good future. I do, assuming he can stay healthy. So, couple good pay-per-views, Joe. I, I was impressed. Yeah. They done good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They done good. Done good. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Let's let's talk to uh, let's talk to our good friend Steve, assuming he's able. Been on hold for a little while now. Going on, Steve. Why you, why are you opening white why are you opening on us? I didn't even know you could. That's like a breach. In case I wanted to, in case I wanted to do some math, I guess. Some math. I got you. I got you. What's going on? Um, not much. Just uh, listening in. Uh, I was watching some of Rampage earlier. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Cody match was good. Uh, I, heard, I heard he was injured, but I didn't know how bad. Like, I heard about the bicep tech injury, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty cool that he was able to finish and still do the angle on the raw. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's unfortunate for it's unfortunate for both companies that like their top baby faces are, are injured right now. Even though Punk will be back a lot sooner. It happens. It happens. Uh, actually, and that's why I always say that the brand split's not a great idea because you make all these brand plans and then like you have to make like not great decisions to adjust sometimes when you've only got access to half your roster for a show. That's why I hate the. That's why I hate it. Yeah, and then if the brand split mattered, then you would have both secondary titles on the pay per view, and they don't do that. They like never care about the intercontinental title. They put it on TV. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of the TV recently, but Gunther and Ricochet could be really good, depending on how much time they get. That would be amazing, uh, and I'm sure Gunther's going to win the belt. That w- that would be the way to go. Yeah, you know, I um like if it were me, I would unify. But I'm always I'm always about unifying the belts. You know, the the fewer the belts, the more competitive it makes it. You know, I I would have. Uh, it, it sucks because like, the legacy behind the U.S. title or whatever to see that go away or to see the Intercontinental title go away, like the the traditionalist in me. But then, like, think about it. I mean, the, the, the WCW title isn't there anymore. I mean... 
those are the only uh, belts with anything that look unique. Like the other belts all look the same. Yeah, yeah. Then move then move the U.S. title to like NXT, and have that be instead of the North American title, you know. And then you just have and then you have these unified champions just traveling between shows. That's the way it should be. The only the only reason that it doesn't work, and I can see from their perspective, is if they're going to do joint pay-per-views, then how are you deciding who's challenging for the belts and who's not? If you've got contenders on each side. But that's why I'm in favor of a soft split, which is what I've said all along. You know, USA at the beginning of the month says we're going to use these stars. Fox is going to use these stars. And then after the pay-per-view, you reboot them again. So, like... You're watching different feuds. You can always have potential fresh matchups. You've still got the split rosters. But you know at the end of the month that you don't know who's going to be on what show or what feud is going to be on what show the next month. I don't know. It's just logical to me. I I can't believe that they don't see that kind of stuff. I have heard that they were going to do just a soft split. But I'm not sure that they they really are. Just, it, it feels like they don't plan ahead much at all. Like this, they really like, don't. This whole yeah. this whole edge uh, this edge just uh, judgment day uh, turn just feels very last minute. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if they had. Waited their time to do it, but Cody hadn't uh, gotten injured. Yeah, I think they would have drawn it out. I do. Um, maybe even have Finn Balor join and not have Edge leave. Right. Which was originally. You know what they should do next week? They should have Tommaso Ciampa come and join the group and kick Finn Balor out. That would be funny. Yeah, I thought Champa was going to join the group by now, but yeah, he's not. Apparently, he's not. Apparently, they're he's like not. they're they're getting my hopes up. I wanted to see like more members, like say they're teasing Corey Graves. Like that might have been obnoxious, but just out of like curiosity, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. That they expanded it to like. People you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when you were talking about Gacy, I don't watch a lot of NXT, but I had the same thought in my head, like, that he's like the Bray Wyatt. That's that's how I look at him. It really is. It's, uh, that's how I look at him. I think it's uh, the only way you really can look at him, you know? he's uh, He's that cult leader. And apparently, um, Parker Bourdais was supposed to, like, join Judgment Day, but he got fired. That's unfortunate for him, I guess, because that would have been the best option, I think, for his current persona in NXT. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He always seemed kind of ill-fit to me. I, I could see where, like, they're complaining about him not developing enough, like... You know, he was there for a couple months, and all he really mastered was, like, how to sneer behind Joe Gacy. And honestly, like, there were better sneerers on each of the rosters than him. So he really didn't have a whole lot going for him. 
sure they thought. Yeah, had Brock Lesnar like originally, and then they turned him into Baron Corbin. And then yeah, I thought they could. I thought they could. I thought they could push him like a Braun Strowman, where he's just the silent enforcer for. You would think. You would think. But no go. I really thought Bray Wyatt was coming back, but then I, I heard Russell talk, and they were saying, oh, he's got these appearances on this day and this day, and I'm like, oh, crap. Because, like, that was one of my theories, was he shows up at Hell in a Cell or on Raw, and I, I didn't even watch Raw, so I just assumed he wasn't there, maybe mm-hmm. not all of it, but um, he had, like, changed his name to Wyatt Six, and June 6th was, like, the Raw at Hell in a Cell, so I just assumed he'd show up around this week, but uh, or he had other appearances going on. I'm like, oh, well. It's still show up sometime soon, but... He it, was is tweeting it, is, about, you know? it is what it is. He was teasing a lot on Twitter. So I just assumed, but... We'll see. It It's crazy to me... To think that there was a time when NXT could have actually, like, feasibly competed with AEW. Because I just don't see it anymore. I don't. Yeah, I think when they were, I think there was a time where they were trying to compete. And then, because they only, they didn't beat them a whole lot in the ratings. Uh, I think they just turned into developmental. Yeah, they're like, and we're not even gonna, we're not just, even gonna try and be interesting anymore. You know, we're just gonna. I, I think it just it sped up, especially when Triple H got uh, his health issues. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's just, you know, if it's a show that you're showing on like USA Network, like I can understand if it's on like the WWE Network, especially the old format, because like people that were subscribing to the WWE Network were the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. But now that it's on Peacock. And now that NXT is on USA, um, and has been for a while now, I don't understand the logic behind not wanting to put your best foot forward all the time. I I don't I don't understand it at all. Yeah, I prefer the black and gold and the super indie uh, vibe to it, and I had just. It feels like they tried way too hard to be colorful and, and youthful mm-hmm. when they really should have just they should have just copied they, they should have been just like MLW because MLW could be that uh, that hot type of uh, young show like they basically NXT was like their evolve even though they had evolved for a while and then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, um, tried to, they, they, they tried to close Evolve and turn NXT into Evolve, you know? Yeah, they 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 hard rebranded, and they should have soft rebranded. Yeah. Like we were saying. And I really liked the gold aesthetic. I did. I, here. Like, it yeah. was, I don't know, you, you you got the three basic colors, you know? To me, it was like, why why would you have a red show, a blue show, and a gold show? So why would you do that where you make one show like white and pink and blue and red and green and orange and yellow and whatever, fuchsia? What is fuchsia anyway? <laughs> you got me. I, I don't get their color scheme either. They should have made it the they should have made it the brown brand. How's that, Kathy? 
Not touching that one. No. Wear gloves if you're going to. Hep C, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I had a couple questions because uh, there was one, yeah, yeah. there's one time, there's one comment in your interview that I forgot to ask. Uh, what uh, favorite karaoke songs? For me? Yeah, you, because you mentioned oh. the interview. Oh, oh, from the Pro Wrestling Illustrated piece. Yeah, thank you to them, by yeah. the way. Did I even mention that during the show last week? I guess I did, right? Uh, I didn't ask about it, so technically okay. we talked about it. Okay. Yeah, uh, so so I was featured in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, for those who didn't know, in, uh, in um, Mike Bessler's column. Just a brief interview. Favorite karaoke song? I've got a few. It depends on... It depends on a couple factors, Steve. It, it depends on um, when I go. Is it early in the evening that I'm singing, or is it later when everybody's drunk? Are there a lot of girls around? Uh, what sort of a crowd is it? You know, these are all things that I factor in. If, if I go into a karaoke bar and they say, we'd like you to open up, I would start with something... Um, Probably from the 90s. I would go maybe like uh, Google Doll Slide. That's a good one. Easy for me to do. And uh, most people like it, you know. But if it's later on in the night, and like maybe I want to get people to come up on stage with me and, and sing and dance or just get a more of a party vibe going, um, then it's either Sweet Caroline or Friends in Low Places. So they're my go-to songs, I think. I think. But I have others, too. Very versatile that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with Sweet Caroline. Um, have you I seen Bill so. after, uh, Did you see Bill out there sing a lot? Yeah. You know, actually, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, so Bill after has a karaoke sickness. He does. Uh, he sings a lot in the Philly area. Um, and one time, I'm going to say probably 12 years ago, he asked me and Kevin McElvaney, who's the editor for Pro Wrestling Illustrated now, at the time he was my co-host on the show, he asked us to stop by this bar where Bill was going to sing karaoke. And he's like, you know, I'll have some of my friends with me or whatever. Um, so Kevin and I go to join him. And Superfly Jimmy Snooker was there singing karaoke, which was amazing. And you know what else was really cool? Was uh, he separately invited this local radio guy who covered wrestling for WBCB out of uh, Levittown, Pennsylvania. Merrill Reese's uh, radio station, for those who don't know that, the Eagles announcer. Um so he invited Bruce Wirt to come sing karaoke. And that was how I met Bruce Wirt and the VOC Nation got started. It was all that day, karaoke with Jimmy Snooker. Pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that Jimmy Snooker to be a karaoke guy. Well, he was more like a hang back and drink kind of guy, but mm-hmm. um, um, <laughs> he's fun, though. He's a fun fellow for sure. He's also great, too, like, well, he's not obviously now, but, like, 
back then, like, you could even get him to, like, cut a promo in the bar. He was great at that. And, like, the intensity in his eyes when he's in person, Kathy or Stroh will tell you, like, they're really, there are a few people that can match that kind of, like, holy crap, I'm going to die from this guy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. intensity. Oh, yeah. I remember one time he was doing a promo in a bar, and I pulled out a phone. I was just, like, checking an email, and he thought I was recording them. And he got so mad. I thought he was going to break my phone. I was like, no, no, look, like, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not recording you. You know. I thought he was going to kill me. I did. Is that, um, is that same bar still around? I think so. I haven't been there in years. Should ask Bill. I'm not sure. I mean, the building is there. I just passed it the other day, but I, I don't know if the bar is still there. It was basically at like the base of like a bunch of condos. So, Glenside, Pennsylvania, actually. I probably gave too much away. I hope I didn't spoil where Bill Apter goes now for everybody. <laughs> So, um, I had a fun weekend, uh, Saturday, I believe, I went to, like, a seminar mm -hmm. for, uh, martial art, and, uh, there was, the guy came from Pennsylvania, I, I don't know where, but I looked later, but, um, he, like, uh, he's online as Roundtable BJJ, and, like, we're talking pro wrestling afterwards, but mm -hmm. I was asking him, like, before he left, because he had to go drive back and, um, and teach, like, the Sunday after. Okay. But, uh, Benoit and AJ Styles are his favorites. And I could see it because they had the amateur backgrounds. You know, like, wrestlers, wrestlers. But, uh, sure. Who is this person again? Uh, Brad Soder. He's, he's not uh, a huge – he is a, a big name, but, like, he, he goes by, like, He's, he, they were joking about he's like the greatest coach you've never heard. So he's like uh, in Pennsylvania. Definitely the second like, part. Okay. Okay. So um, that was fun, like uh, talking pro wrestling, cat wrestling, and sambo afterwards. And Did you try to fight him? There was. Oh no no no. He was like a he was like a one sixty five pounder. I, I wish I did ask for a role, but um, I just assumed everybody else was gonna ask. And like only like only my brown belt like uh, coach like did. But we went to a party afterwards, and mm -hmm. that's where I was taking I was taking bumps, uh, not not drug bumps, but uh, pool bumps. <laughs> yeah, bumps are fun. Bumps are fun. But uh, thankfully, it wasn't it was it wasn't too shallow. I was doing mm -hmm. some Darby Allen uh, coffin drops. It was pretty funny. That's cool, yeah. Kathy. I was, Kathy, I was I was saying before you got on. I Joey Ace at the last show was trying to teach me how to bump. It was awful. Never again, man. <laughs> Never again. There's some. Tuck your chin. Tuck we, your chin. We do some chin. warm up. What's that, Kevin? Tuck your chin, tuck your chin, tuck your chin. Oh. Yeah. I did not, I did not, I did not. 
My neck hurt me all night. And I was from, like, a laying position. He's, like, just kind of, like, do, like, a half sit-up and fall back, and I was getting hurt, so. No, forget okay, it, man. seriously. Forget it. Forget it. I remember once when I managed Blue Meanie knocked me off the apron. My <laughs> knee hurt for two years. Okay. Not good. Sorry, Steve. You were saying? No, we do like a, like a warm up where we kind of they call it a bump, but it's not definitely mm-hmm. not as bad as a ring bump. Okay. Just a cool. thought in my head, but um, no, I'm glad I'm glad I asked about the karaoke thing. Uh, one last question: uh, favorite rom com? I know this is random, but it was near nowhere. Favorite rom com. Jeez, there are so many good ones. I saw all three Kissing Booth movies on Netflix. They were pretty good. Um, trying to think. Wedding Planner was really good. I liked that one a lot. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. I just, you know, I, I don't really necessarily have to be like, driven to watch a particular movie. It's more just like, that's the style that I would sit down to watch if I didn't know what kind of movie I wanted to watch. I would probably just gravitate to something like that. More than like, what was the one? I I just saw one with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. It was uh, really good. She was like, she she was basically playing herself. And then Owen Wilson was playing a school teacher who went to one of her concerts. And he got, like, pulled onto the stage as a publicity stunt, and they got married. And it was like, basically, she married a nobody, and it was like him trying to, like, cope with it, you know? It was really good. Yeah, she did that when she married the backup dancer. She did, didn't she? Yeah. Sorry, I married a nice yeah. writer, and that'd be nice. But that was, Sorry, I married a nice writer was, like, the most recent one I've seen. I've I never that. seen that one. That was Mike Myers, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I watched I watched it back, because uh, he did, like, a really weird Netflix show called The Pentagoras, and it was basically just a throwaway joke, and so I married okay. a nice writer, and okay. made that new show on it. Yeah. Um, well, pretty, to uh, Wedding Singer was really good, too. Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Uh, yeah. Really like that That's one. true, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What? 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 I was okay. just letting you know I, I got I to gotta get going. But, uh, <laughs> All right, going no, thank, thank you. I, I, Steve, I think this is the first time I let you exhaust all your questions without cutting you off. Uh, it's because uh, the work <laughs> schedule, but... All right, brother. I do appreciate the, uh, the call. Yeah. All right. Take care. Much love, man. That's annoying. Whatever. God, these systems, man. I, I <laughs> It's always something. It's always something. You know, I, I actually saw a sad news item okay. today. Can you guys hear me? Let's go to a commercial break. Uh, I'm going to try and sort this out. Uh, but 914-338-1885. In the room of the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Dean, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Yeah. Here are exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill Atter, and once again, we're speaking here with 
Tino San Martino. Tino, first of all, how did you and Gruber lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by tenor or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That's nice. Uh, it was to sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Sorry about the technical issues on the uh, other side of that break there, but we're back. It's in the room, vocnation.com. Once again, 914-338-1885 if you want to join us here on the show. Uh, we've got Kathy Fitz, we've got Stro Maestro, and we've got returning to the program for the first time in forever. So good to have him back. Derek McDonald. How you doing, Derek? What's going on, man? How's everybody doing? Long time here. How you guys doing? Good, good. Not not as good as you, I'm sure, but things are good. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I've been painting a baby room, putting cribs together, dressers, putting down carpet. It's it's been a it's been a drag, but uh, (laughs) I'm a month away from it all being over. It'll all be over next month. Okay. Awesome. But, uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But uh yeah, long time ago. And I've got about last time I spoke to I was gonna say yeah, I have got about three months until it all starts for me, so That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So but we'll yeah, say. be prepared, baby. Yeah, I think I think the yeah. last time I spoke to you guys, uh Cody Rose wasn't in WWE. It was going to be Shane McMahon, and now he's number two guy in the company. But it's tech is it's torn his tech and all this stuff. So I feel like I probably spoke to you guys in years. <laughs> I was just saying, um, you're right, and, and it's so funny because I was like so adamant, like Cody is not leaving AEW. It's a work. Uh, there's no way, mm-hmm. you know, and and everybody insisted. Uh, now we got the MJF thing where it's like. I went to a party last weekend, Derek, at, like, my cousin's house, mm-hmm. and separately two cousins that don't even really follow wrestling that much came up to me and said, like, that MJF thing, like, is that real? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't think so, but I've been wrong so many times, I don't know. Uh, yeah. They're, they're doing a good job with it, you know. They, they are. Yeah. People are talking. So. Yeah. It's, um... Anything I didn't like is if he really didn't show up to the meet and greet, and I paid money to meet him, and 
you didn't have him show up for the right. storyline, I'm you're kind of you're never getting my money again. I can't trust you. But that's amazing. right. Right, but I, I'm assuming it's one of those things where, like, it was a shoot that turned into a work. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, they obviously talked at some point before he came out and cut that promo, but the way he lost the word load, mm-hmm. like, that was that was the response for what had happened up to that point. And I, I saw an interview with, with Jake the Snake that he did on his podcast, and Jake, they asked Jake about yeah. it, and he could probably be on it too. He goes, I hated it, and I wonder what the rest of the locker room thinks about it. Because if you think about it, he, everything he said in that promo, they're, they're realistic, you know, they're, those are logical things you could say about AEW, you know, negatively. And to put that in the yeah. storyline, it doesn't really make you look the best. And they compared him to Brian Tillman, and, um, we all remember how that Brian Tillman story ended for WCW. <laughs> so I just hope <laughs> right. you know, he doesn't he doesn't do all this and then his contract that he still leaves. Yeah, that'd be something, wouldn't it? If uh, if they managed to uh, keep him even longer because of all this, I <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. get the feeling like that. You know, you don't let him talk on dynamite if he's got that kind of heat. And you don't let yeah. him go on like that if it's all legit. That That's just my thought about it. Um, it's pretty crazy, though. It really is pretty crazy. And that was, like, one of, like, the big, like, there were, like, four, like, huge news stories this week. Uh, obviously, the other one, the injuries, CM Punk mm-hmm. and Cody Rhodes. He looked like, uh, like, raw hamburger oh. out there, Cody. I, I, oh. I um... I, no tape, no T-shirt, nothing. Just uh, man. He, nothing. I don't know. It was, when when he took that jacket off and like the whole arena fell silent. Like I, I don't think I've seen anything like that in wrestling in a long time. It was right. It was hard to watch the first first couple of minutes. I, it was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Seth Rollins was masterful, not just in uh, helping yes. take care of him. But, like, even, like, the psychological games. Like, I loved him coming out with, like, the dusty outfit and everything. It was like... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he has gotten so good. <laughs> he, yeah, I, I owe Seth an apology because for a while, I was like, oh, he's boring. But since, yeah. since right around Royal Rumble, when he came out dressed as the Shield against Roman, he's, like, he's been on a roll. And I think, you know, the fact that he carried that Cody program leading into Mania with nobody to play off. I think uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best guys in the world right now, character-wise and in ring-wise. For sure, for sure, he's he's great. And I, I, it's funny, like you see so many people trash him online, like that. Like Brian Alvarez, like thinks he's like a a joke, you know, just because he laughs in his promos. There's nobody else laughing. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's masterful, in my opinion. It it makes him stand. There's nobody else dancing when they come out. Yeah. Um. There's no heels where they they sing along with the music without words. It's amazing. He, he's he's top notch. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's he is. he's uh he's one of the best things they have going. Yeah. What what do you guys think about Stephanie McMahon? Uh, we didn't even talk about this yet, but Stephanie McMahon really uh, well. She's taking time off officially, but the news story came out today that. She's probably out 
and it's because Vince didn't think she did a good enough job as a chief brand officer. So 2022 will be the year where Vince fired both of his children. That's rough. That's, oh. That's <laughs> crazy. crazy. That's crazy. ridiculous. That's crazy. This is funny. His daughter. Right. <laughs> it's like the, sh- the shame thing I can kind of understand, you know, fathers and sons butt heads all the time, but not your, your daddy's little girl, your youngest daughter, who you've pretty much groomed since she was a child to, to, to take over the business, and you just go, I'm sick of her. And then I saw a report that he's the one that's that's saying, you know, leaking stories about her not being able to do her job. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be so bad except for two things. Like you said, number one, he's been grooming her since she was out of college to do this. Mm-hmm. She's been his number two. Forget the Triple H thing for a second. She's been his number two. Uh, now, don't forget the Triple H thing because his son-in-law – is basically not able to do anything either. I, I guess he's slowly working his way back into the office now, but um, they took so much power away from him. So he's going to take away, like, both of their ability to earn bread for their family and his grandchildren. I, I think that's insane. I mean, I thought when he pretty much snatched NXT away from Triple H and completely ripped everything out that Triple H had built, I thought that was yeah. bad. But firing your daughter and then allegedly smearing her in the press after you fired her, that's <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> you think that is one screwed up family. Imagine can you imagine they come out at all in. Or all out, or whatever it is. In and out. Whatever. <laughs> In the middle of it. In and out. Both <laughs> <laughs> power couple. Oh, man. How weird would that be that Cody and Brandy ended up swapping places with Triple H and Stephanie? Oh, wow. Look, I, I turn on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and Cody Rose is the biggest star on that TV show. Um, Dude. Anything is possible. We were, it's yeah. crazy. Like, we were saying... So, so Cody, they say he's probably going to be six, seven months. So timing-wise, it lines up perfectly to announce in, like, late December, early January that Cody's going to be part of the Royal Rumble. Like, it, it lines up almost perfectly. Uh, you build that. You have Cody win the Rumble. Uh, to me, you got to have Cody win one of those belts at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. And probably the WWE title that wasn't Roman's original. Yes. Yes. Before he got hurt, because I remember when I was on the show before, I remember we were like, you know, Roman's so strong, who can beat him? And I think the only name we could come up with was was Drew McIntyre. But Kobe's Kobe's been around, what, two two months? He's got to be the guy. He's pretty much their John Cena now, which sounds crazy for me to say, but he, everywhere they go, he gets a crazy response. I went to the show here at the Coliseum a couple, about a month or so ago, and when he came out during the show, it was loud. During his match, it was loud. When he wrestled the dark match, the little kid jumped the barricade to take a picture with him, and I was sitting there like, what the hell, what world am I living in that this is Cody Rhodes, yeah. and he's like, the, he's their guy now. So he, he has to be the guy at this point. 
He's like, it's crazy, too, because, like, the time that he was in AEW, they had to, like, de-escalate him on purpose just because there was so much resentment about the fact that mm-hmm. he was an executive who was doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, to the point where, like, they created the stipulation where he couldn't win their world title. Yeah. And I, it's crazy. I saw an interview with him with I saw an interview where he talks about that, and he goes, you know, I didn't want to make people upset, so I took myself out of the world title picture, and they ended up booing me anyway. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. And now he's... He was he's the number one heel until he switched to WWE. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's, he hasn't changed anything about him, and he's the top, second top guy in the company. That's crazy. Right. It's just That just goes to show you how, like, how those audiences are nothing alike. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. literally, no, like, like, nobody, I mean, there are people who left WWE to start watching AEW, but I don't think there were a lot of people who watched WWE up until AEW started and then switched and never went back. You either, you watch both, or you watch just AEW, I think, or, or you just watch WWE. There's no... I don't know. I I, I I don't know. It just yeah. It, like you said, the, 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 there's no there's weird. no crossing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's like it, it's completely Very it's, few people watch it's like yeah. It's like when I remember Kevin Nash said he went to TNA and people were asking, hey, you know, when you coming back with W, you know, do you still wrestle? He's like, yeah, I, I wrestle mm-hmm. in TNA. It's like people who they forgot they either they didn't care where Cody was at or they had no idea he's yeah. back now and they love him. I was um, I was saying earlier, it's weird because like, WWE were obviously very concerned about AEW to the point where like, they got their third brand a TV deal just to compete with them. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I guess they kind of begrudgingly admitted that they respect them in a way because of like. You know, you look at the way they treat, for example, Cody Rhodes when he comes back, or you you look at almost like catering to that AEW audience to try and get some of them to jump over. Um, you know, it's crazy. It really is. Um, I was saying earlier in the show how much NXT has changed just in the last, like, year. Like, the whole rebranding, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the black and gold so much better than what they're doing right now. I did. Yeah. Um, I, they, they they seem, they, they're not worried about competing, but they're like, they're not even worried about making it interesting all the time. No. And when I do watch it, if I watch it, it's only for a handful of people. Like, the people you can mm-hmm. tell they're going to love when they get moved up. Like, you know, you can tell they're going to love Breaker, of course. Uh, they're going to love the Carmelo Hayes kid. Like, there's people here and there, but there's a lot of, like, I don't want to call it, like, beginner's fluff in between all those guys. Like, you can see there's people in the room yeah. who you can, you can tell they're just starting. And it's hard to watch. But I guess if you want it to be a developmental burn, and I, <laughs> I guess that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the crazy thing. Like, it wasn't a developmental brand. I mean, it was, but it wasn't a developmental brand when, like, they were, uh, even before Peacock, right, when they had their own network, like WWE Network. Mm -hmm. The people that were subscribing to that 
are hardcore fans. They're the ones that would be interested in a developmental. Yeah. You know, when they weren't on USA. But when you're like when you're putting it out there on the Peacock and on USA and like it's it's mm-hmm. prime time. It's like I I don't know why. It's almost like they want to give themselves like a bad name. And like you mentioned, yeah. like all these stars, like I could probably name about five stars in NXT that appeal to me. Yeah, it's it's about five. You right? <laughs> it's about five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, we were saying earlier. I, I, yeah. Go ahead. And I was gonna say I was, I was having a conversation with my brother about then they you know I kind of said the same thing you said like well yeah. given what they did to NXT you kind of admitted AEW won and my brother was like yeah but if you turn on AEW that's it's essentially NXT you got Adam Cole and <laughs> yep. the undisputed era pretty much he's like yeah it's, you know all those guys are there but uh, yeah it's it's, a, it's from from a year ago it's completely different it doesn't even look recognizable. Could you say that NXT should have been the brown brand? There's there's some diamonds in the rough. Like I like the Creed brothers. So the, the well, one of them I like. Do you really? I like <laughs> I, it's the one brother, the like the taller one. He he seems like he's gonna build. Otherwise, like a goofball. But then, like you said, they have Carmelo like Hayes. They have yeah. Breaker, but it's not that it's not that much. That that. That Creed brother, I, I I don't want to sound offensive here, and I've been doing Uh-oh. better. But <laughs> no, he's like if Kurt Angle had a stroke, like he's as interesting as that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, they miss Bivens. They miss they miss Bivens as the mouthpiece. Well, they do, they Definitely. do, and you know he's on AEW doing exactly what the Smart Mark guy did. So, mm-hmm. oh, no difference. Mark Sterling, no yeah. Difference. Um, <laughs> but I do think I do think it's interesting that I think Melcher said that you know due to what Cody's doing, there's more people in AEW who are more open to coming to WWE. And if you look at their roster, you, you're going to have to be like, if you're Kenny Omega, right? And not saying I doubt he, I'm not going to say I doubt because I thought Cody would never leave. But if you're Kenny Omega and you're looking at the landscape of AEW since you've been hurt, he's where's he where's he going to fit in at? Like, yeah. at some point, it's going to be like, what else can I do here? Let me go try something different. So. No, that's true. Especially those young guys. That, like, if they get to a point where they feel like they're starting to hit a ceiling, um, and they are going to feel that way, you mm-hmm. know, then that that's what led to AEW forming in a lot of – you remember they used to talk about, like, the brass ring in WWE and, you know, reaching for the – and – uh it's all those guys that they used to mention in that conversation are now down in AEW. It's, it's interesting. It's yeah, crazy. It's, uh, one name you it's, didn't it's, mention from NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One name you didn't mention from NXT. Uh, and I said earlier, I'm going to go on record right now. Um, I'm not saying the same persona, but he's the next Bray Wyatt. It's Joe Gacy. Oh, he's awesome. Joe Gacy's awesome. And you can tell that they like him. Yes, which is yeah. which is crazy because he's one of the few people they kept other than Roddy who would have been perfectly signed in the old NXT. Um, yeah, he probably wouldn't have had this this gimmick or whatever, but he's perfectly so he would have been perfectly signed in the old one. And then you hear these rumblings about oh Bray Wyatt might be coming back and blah 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 blah. Well, if you're going to bring Bray back, 
he's the perfect guy to put with Bray because he kind of fits that mold. He can talk and he can wrestle. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're looking for nowadays, you know. I, I, I think that's part of the reason that they went back to that kind of format to teach people how to talk and to teach people how to wrestle and not so much just coach independent talent that otherwise wouldn't have gotten signed, you know. Um, look at um, oh, Karen Q. Um, Wendy Chu. Oh, uh, yes, the girl. Who's, yeah, she's good. It's just that, that that's just the pajama girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she was an independent wrestler for years in this area, and like, you know, she was very good, um, mm-hmm. but didn't have that personality. Yeah, you know, they're uh, they're all about creating memorable characters again. Here's here's my question. Um, so you 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 brought in L.A. Knight, you changed his name, and you call him up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. You changed it. Why did he change his name again? Like that was was a horrible name, but it seems so weird that he keeps changing his name. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I guess he's going to be a manager. Like he was good. What's the problem? He's another, he's another guy. When I saw him, I go, Oh, they're going to love him. Like he's in shape. He can talk, you know, he's a good <laughs> size. And then they change his name. Yeah. I can remember like, probably six, six or seven years ago watching Impact and seeing him as Eli Drake. And, like, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, this is the first guy that's been able to copy what The Rock did yet make mm-hmm. it feel like his own. Yeah. Exactly what he did. Even his eyes are the same. <laughs> like, he was like, he was cutting a promo on SmackDown, and he's, like, looking up at the ceiling. It's like, what is he looking at? <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. He's awesome. He's great. It's like, let's say a Cesaro was to come back. I would put Cesaro with him and just have them be together, and he could help Cesaro in so many ways. Plus, he can wrestle. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want a guy like him to be a manager at all. Well, like, and he could be, like, a wrestling manager, like MVP, like, you know, where he actually does sometimes fight, you know? I'd be all right with that. But I want him to be able to get in the ring. Imagine a group with Eli Drake – Cesaro, and those two uh, British models from NXT. As oh, that being the agency. That, that'd, that'd be, be amazing. Like, they all look be, like male models. It'd be perfect. Exactly. It'd, yeah. it'd be perfect. <laughs> Almost too perfect for WWE. At, 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 to the point where, like, that would help you elevate Cesaro again, this time as a heel again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Man. You got me excited now for something that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, it'll never happen because it makes <laughs> too much sense, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw. There was a really sad story. Uh, not sad story. It was a tweet, actually. It was Sami Zayn. Uh, and he was talking about, um, well, he was watching the NHL playoffs. He didn't say which game he was watching. Um, I like to think it was a Western Conference, Derek, for obvious reasons. I'm only playing with you. Uh, (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, but he said, uh, you know, that game was so amazing. Like, I actually went and I started to text Brody to see, like, Mm -hmm. what he thought about the game. And then he's like, and then I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I can't text him. 
And it's like, we've all been there, obviously. Like, you lose somebody, and it's like you have that, like, Mm -hmm. heart-dropping moment where, like, you're going to reach out, and then you realize, like, oh, crap, like, they really are gone. I forgot. Or, like, I just didn't think about it, you know? Uh, But that really hit me. That did. Uh, Because he was, like, so universally loved. Yeah. And I remember when he passed, it, like, for a brief moment, it brought both companies together because you had – guys in WWE and guys in AEW all talking about him and it's you kind of maybe because he was in WWE for such a long period of time I almost forgot that he was on the indies with all these guys so he was on there with Kevin Owens and yeah. and Sammy and, and the Bucks and Mox they were all kind of that crop that came in together after CM Punk who kind of Even like, changed yeah. all that yeah yeah no, because he, he did, like, obviously he did Ring of Honor, um, mm-hmm. he did CZW, and he did Chikara. Yeah. And he did Evolve, I believe, too. So those are, like, mm-hmm. the, at the time, like, the four, like, major, uh, and I think he did PWG, too. So he was literally everywhere. Yeah. Like, every major indie, yeah. he was a part of it. You know, you, you think, like, oh, like, Chikara and No Big Deal or whatever. Like, that's, like, um, like Orange Cassidy. Was Chikara, yeah. you know, the best friend. That was, that was all yeah. Chikara. Cesaro was Chikara. Yeah. Yep. Eddie Kingston. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad to see that. Yeah, and, so, and I wonder at this point, I like it's mm-hmm. funny because like the Dark Order has basically run its course, but like, would they have run their course by now? Had um, Brody still been there? He probably he probably would have broke off from them by now, because he was basically yeah, like the bully like, of the group, wasn't he? Like he was yeah, like, yeah, he was like beating, <laughs> yeah, he was beating guys up and acting like Vince McMahon, like he would act like McMahon. Yeah, and, and the little skits they did. Just yeah, around the table. Hey, yeah, <laughs> like that stuff he did with that stuff he did with Cody. He was he was on his way to becoming like the top hill in that company. Now I don't know if he would have got lost yeah. in the shuffle when all these other guys start coming in, but. He was like, they were, you know, getting him ready to be the guy. I think Moxley was still champion at the time. And I thought, I remember thinking, well, if you're going to have somebody beat Moxley, it has to be, has to be Brody, because he's the, he's the monster. Yeah. And, like, if he had built, continued to build that name for himself, certainly he would have been the top guy in AEW. I have no doubt he probably would have held the big belt by now. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, but either way, um, with the friends that he had in WWE and, like, you know, the fact that they're all coming up now, like, Big E was kind of a main eventer there, and, like, you know, there are others that were, like, kind of around the same time of him, his peers, that became pretty big names. I I kind of feel like it was a matter of time before he would have gone back to WWE, and they would have given him the Cody treatment just because of how well everybody liked him. Yeah. I Yeah. He, he might have he might have been the first guy to leave before Cody, but... I, I think yeah. some of these guys, like if, if I'm Moxley, I'm paying attention because I can win from being, you know, Dean Ambrose to I could possibly come back as Moxley. I can be presented as Moxley. And then him and Roman or him and Seth, that's money right there. So there's a whole other mm-hmm. opportunity for these guys when they leave AEW to go back to WWE. Kind of like what guys did when they left WCW in, you know, the late 90s where you just go to WWF and you can be yourself like, what Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and all those guys did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll tell you what, there are a lot of AEW guys that, like, I, I haven't had this really since, like, the 90s, but, like, there's a whole lot of dream matches there now, you know, a whole lot of guys mm-hmm. that are coming up in AEW or in WWE that I think it would be really cool to see them kind of butt heads. Like, I'd love to see Eddie Kingston, see what he would do in WWE. <laughs> I know they'd never give yeah. him a shot, but it would be, yeah, it would and be cool. You, and now that you know that they're not going to change who you are, I, you know, like if yeah. I'm if I'm FTR, right? I mean, you got to think, you know, we're having this great run, and you know, we have all these belts and blah blah blah. But imagine all the money you could make if you go back there now, and they put you back with yeah. Randy Orton or something like that. Like, there's a lot of possibilities for guys all over the If they do it, and I assume that they will. Yeah. Maybe not for everybody, but I I think I think FTR I think FTR was a wake up call for Vince. I really do. Um, because they kind of, like, were there complaining for a while, but then, like, it didn't become real until, like, they basically said, no, we're not going to resign. And then they, like, mm-hmm. left with a chip on their shoulder. And it's like, it, you know, up until then, it was just kind of talk. But to actually yeah. see them go out and succeed without the, uh, without WWE. Um, a similar one is the... Um, Gallows and Anderson, although with them, I think it was really more about, like, just getting back to Japan, which they finally been yeah. able to do good for them. Yeah. In two years, yeah. they finally figured out how to do it. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's... it's I don't know. Like you said, I, I think it's it says a lot that... A guy we were just talking about. I think it says a lot that, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens chose to stay. Because those are their buddies yeah. over there. And I think everybody kind of figured, like, oh, they're going to leave. And the fact that those two chose to stay. And I think, you know, Sam, the fact that Sammy and Kevin both said we're happy here. I think it doesn't completely shift everything back in Vince's favor. But those, if he would have lost those mm-hmm. two guys, they would have lost a lot. Because Sammy is awesome. Anything they let Sammy do, he's good at it. And for the past, what, month or so, Kevin Owens has single-handedly been carrying this Ezekiel thing by himself, and that's after he fought Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So those are two valuable guys that they kept from going to be with their buddies, and I think that says a lot. It does. It's it's a sign of an investment. It is for sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I was thinking about this, and uh, I'm curious what you think. Um, we've spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks talking about Edge's group, you know, with, uh, and obviously it felt like it was going to expand constantly. There were rumors about Finn Balor going in, um, but I don't think that a lot of people saw Edge getting kicked out that quickly. Uh, yeah. Was that just a snap reaction to Cody being heard and meeting baby faces? Um, you know, I... I it seems strange to me. It did. I have to admit. It has to be right, like in a way. I, I don't know. The group's been together. It's been around what two weeks? Two weeks? I mean, two months. Yeah, and they just like added that. Rhea. Yeah, and they just I mean, added Rhea. I, I, I guess so. I, 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 like I'll admit, the Edge heel turn kind of caught me off guard when it happened. It, it felt unnatural. I think just because mm-hmm. of his story about coming back and everything, I was like, you know what it reminded me of, um, and maybe that's how this kind of ultimately plays out. Um, 
like when they when they had Shawn Michaels and they turned him heel just so he could feud with Hulk Hogan because they couldn't do that match for some reason. As to I guess they needed that heat and they needed the old Shawn for that, but um, that's what it reminded me of. Like Edge always felt miscast in that role. Mm-hmm. But still, it was very surprising to me to see him go like that. And now you've got Finn Balor in that role. I, to me, the group takes a huge step back. And that's not a knock on Finn Balor. It's just, first of all, like physically, he's much smaller than Edge. It just kind mm-hmm. of looks weird now. It's like you got like this like little guy, and then these like two brutes next to him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I said it would be funny. Like maybe, yeah, maybe next week, like they could. Have Tommaso Ciampa join the group and then kick Finn Balor out. Like that'd be pretty. Yeah, I I thought they were going to have Tommaso make the group just because they haven't been they've been throwing Tommaso in and out with people. So I just figured, okay, well he's just doing this till he joins the group. But now that Edge yeah. is gone, who's going to cut the pro, who's going to cut the promos? Like who's the promo guy now? Uh, it's not Finn Balor, that's for sure. <laughs> so with all this talk of 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 Bray possibly coming back. I guess you could put Bray with them and have Bray kind of oh, be God. the voice. I didn't even think about <laughs> like, that, yeah. Because Finn, like, God bless him, he can't, he can't talk. Maybe they just have that much of an opinion now about Damian Priest. I, I, I think he's good. He's yeah, just I not Edge. So, yeah. yeah. not a knock. Yeah, and Edge, like you said, he, he did all the damn talking. Like he, yeah. he, 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 and they would sit there, and it was, it was working perfectly fine. You can't have Finn Unless, those promos, nothing against them. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's weird to me, I, and like it kind of, I don't know. Like I know, like Edge and Tommaso were pretty close mm-hmm. from like the time when Tommaso hurt his neck and everything. Like that was like a bonding thing for them, you know. But with Edge out of that group, I don't know. It's just it just doesn't add up. Like you just don't. I don't know. I'm, yeah, it's just, I'm confused it's, by the whole. Thing. I I I would rather. You, you uh, I I I would have rather move. I don't know. I guess I'd have to think about what I was gonna do, but I wouldn't make a snap judgment in one night. Right away, you can you would. I yeah. always thought it was going to end with Priest turning on Edge and then having Priest yeah. feud with Edge and Edge put Priest over. That's how I thought he would all end. That's, that's if, what if, I if, thought. If that's what I thought, yeah. And it's so weird, too, because they wanted the pay-per-view. I know. <laughs> so, like, but, you won yeah. with your old leader against the guy who joined your group tonight. It's uh, it's It's like... <laughs> It's like when Hulk Hogan beat Macho Man for the title in WCW, and then the next night Macho Man joined the NWO. I was like, well, what the hell? Well, why did you... <laughs> That's right. What did you do that Stupid. <laughs> they missed the golden opportunity to have, like, Finn Balor, like, club Liv Morgan on the back of the head and have her lose. <laughs> Maybe not Liv. Well, I was about to say, I'm going to do it to AJ. Yeah. I just mean, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. It's a pay-per-view. That's when you do that. If you're going to do that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't know. Vince, <laughs> I guess he's making millions of dollars, so he thinks he knows better. But somewhere along the, along the way, that old man went crazy. He did. He did. And I and I really didn't believe it 
until I saw Stephanie McMahon get fired. But I'm convinced now that they're they're gonna sell this thing. They are. Yeah. They, yeah. They're they gonna and, and and maybe it'll be a thing where like Vince maintains his creative control, but he ain't gonna be around forever. There's no, gonna be a point in the no. next ten years when there's gonna be a WWE without a McMahon running it. Which is crazy because it seems like Hunter wants to be a part of it so bad. <laughs> I know. I know. So bad. That's what I mean. Like, who would have thought? Even just like three months ago, the possibility that Hunter and Stephanie are on the outs with WWE and could feasibly go to AEW, while Cody and Brandy are both within the grasp of WWE. And I remember it being crazy to me when. He, because, you know, you always hear the stories about Shane's the next guy. Shane's going to be the guy. I thought it was weird when he kicked Shane to the side for Steph and Triple H, <laughs> and now none of them yeah. are around. Right. Right. Mm. I keep waiting for, like, that WrestleMania music to hit and, Lin- and Linda to come out and kind of take control or something. So Linda shows up. Venture out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, man. Yeah. That's what a weird crazy. Family. Seriously. Like, how do you turn your back on your own family like that? Like, and do you still go to his house for holidays? Like, how can Steph sit at his table and smile after he's done that to you? I mean, are, are we making too much out of it? Maybe, maybe it's not as bad as it sounds, but it certainly looks bad. I'm just going to say, he, he, he fired her. Like, he did that part. No. I mean, is that official that he did? Well, they're saying he's the one who made the call. Yeah. But if you're making billions of dollars, how is she not doing her – how is she the one that's not doing your job? You're making billions of dollars. Why why, why point her out? You know, like, her rise to prominence, it it lined up with them going public – it lined up with their global expansion. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the WWE Network, the growth of NXT. Everything. The whole Everything. thing is crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And how do you do that to your grandchildren? Like, Don't you want them to make some yeah. some cheddar for college here or what? Like, they don't care? <laughs> I guess Vince just figures they'll get jobs for him so he can fire them at some point. Yeah, right. They'll come work for me. Don't worry. It's Yeah. Like I said, when I read that, and they was like, oh, she's stepping down. When I heard she was stepping down, I thought, oh, well, maybe Hunter, you know, she wants to stay home and take care of Hunter, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what and I then you hear Hunter's back to, And then you hear, well, Hunter's back to working in the office again. I'm like, well, what the hell then? Yeah, but he's, he's tucked away in a back office somewhere, you know. He's like in the corner. <laughs> with no windows, yeah, just give, give him some work to keep him busy. It, it reminds me, it reminds me so much, uh, this probably won't resonate with you, I wish Kathy were here, but, like, the Philadelphia Eagles, they, um, when they brought in Chip Kelly, they mm-hmm. basically demoted their general manager. Okay. They put him in, like, they basically took, like, a utility closet and turned it into his office and gave him some, like, <laughs> lower title, and he... he 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 had nowhere else to go. He was under crime. He stayed with them, and they give Chip, Chip mm. Kelly all this power. And like Chip Kelly proceeded to like, you know, he got rid of uh, he got rid of 
Deshaun Watson saying he was in a gang. He traded McCoy for like next <laughs> to nothing. Right. It was like he tore apart the entire team. He, he traded. I remember he traded Nick Foles. Might not be your favorite quarterback, right? But he traded mm-hmm. him, and everybody was like, "Oh, what'd you get in return?" Um, well, they got Sam Bradford in return, but they had to give That's extra right. things plus Nick Foles to get Sam Bradford, which made no sense. It made oh, God, no you sense. Got Sam Bradford. It, we did for and, a year. It was horrible. And, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah, you guys got him from the Rams, right? That's where he, he was in. He was in. Yeah. He was in the Rams. Yeah. And I believe the Rams yep. used all that draft equity that you guys gave them to build the team that they have now. That just won a Super yes. Bowl. So yeah, it's 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 nuts. And like I knew things were bad when they, Triple H had built up essentially his own staff to go with him when he took over, and with the Eagles and the Samoa Joes and the Gates, yeah. all these people. Yeah. And they just fired everybody. Regal, Joe, Gabe, they got rid of everybody. I think the only person that survived was uh, Jeremy Borash. He's the only one who still has a job. (laughs) They probably don't know he's there. (laughs) Yeah, right? But when they fired his whole team, I remember thinking, wow. Yeah. Now, now the Eagles thing did end well, fortunately. Like, uh, because Chip Kelly got fired, they brought in a new coach, they they brought the general manager back. He came out like a man on fire, like, traded, like, I, he just, like, kept combining picks. He traded up, he got Carson Wentz, uh, he got them, like, first-round picks for the next couple of years. I, I don't even understand how he did it. Um, but he, 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 he came out like a madman, and he won them a Super Bowl. But it's like... I don't know. Why would you disrespect the guy in the first place? And why is Vince stacking so many people that helped him build what he built? For it, and for seemingly, with, it seems like he's doing it for Nick Khan. Right. A guy who's, right. who's an agent, and you know Nick Khan, he's probably just there to help them sell, and once they sell, he's gone. And what are you going to be stuck with when he leaves? And here's another thing I don't get, and this is going to sound silly, but, like, anytime I look pictures of, like, all the WWE officials or whatever, like, Vince McMahon, always a pretty fit guy, and he always kind of, like, surrounded himself with, like, you know, like, physically, like, you know, people that like to exercise and eat right and all that. And I look at Nick Khan, man, and he looks like somebody (laughs) that, like, would hang out with me. Like, he's got his stomach hanging, like, over his pants and stuff. It's like, come on, man. This is so not what they were, even like, even a year and a half ago. This isn't what they were. I know. It's, he, and you can, he, he it, must, it almost seems yeah. like, it seems like he, he like Nick Khan, you know, because he's, he's in Hollywood Asia. It's like he snuck his way yeah. in there and like conned his way to Vince and just worked his way up the ladder. Do you think it could be that Tony Khan sent him to sabotage them? <laughs> There's no relation, right? I don't think so either. But it's it's and then you know you know they go well Vince is making millions of dollars, but he was making millions and billions of dollars before Khan got there. You know the name so yeah yeah. But um yeah, oh, that's about a year ago. This it's if there I don't think there's going to be a downfall because it's such a big name but if there was this would be the, this would be the first chapter if um if i 
you know, and I used to say that Vince McMahon had too much pride to let this happen. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked to see (laughs) – now you're going to laugh at me. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tony Khan step up and buy the company someday. Because at least it's somebody that's invested in wrestling, that cares about the product, that deals with a lot of the superstars who have been involved in this thing for so long. Uh, Vince, obviously, at some point, he's going to have to take a step back. Um, It's wrestling people, you know? I I know, I I realize that's ridiculous. It's going to be like one of those Disney or or, um, Fox or or NBC. It's going to be one of those, you know, multi-billion dollar deals, but it sure would be nice to see some wrestling people in charge of that company if it's not going to be Vince. I was about to say, given the the choices, he he's more of a reasonable choice than who will probably end up with it. Right. I mean, I can only imagine and, Disney. First of all, if they take over, they're going to wipe half of their history away. Yep. They're going to try to rebuild it. Yep. It. Yep. And it's so weird because you hear how Vince loved, you know, he he wanted to preserve it for his dad and this and that, and he wanted to, you know, keep it a family business because that's what his dad did and blah, 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 blah. But if you think yeah. about it, <laughs> this none of this is what his dad would have done. You brought in people outside of the business, and you got you pushed your family out for these people. Your own granddaughter wanted to wrestle Mae Young. you telling me that's not going to happen now? <laughs> <laughs> Bad example. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I don't know. Like, I watch it, and I get real WCW vibes sometimes. Like, like not like great WCW, but like end-of-the-line WCW. Like, I'm, like I'm waiting for them to strip like, all the champions or something and start over. Like, they're lucky Roman turned into what he turned into, because I couldn't imagine where they'd be yep. without Roman. <laughs> yep. They'd be in a hard place without him. You already lost Cody. What are you going to do if Roman breaks his ankle next week? Oh, can you imagine? I, I guess you could boost up Bobby Lashley, but you've had him wrestling Omos for the last month and a half. Yeah. You'll probably have AJ Styles as a main eventer again. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even get another Miz title reign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can't even yeah. depend on on Cena because he's like a full full time star now. Yeah. So you, you only get him for a month yep. or two during the summer. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's all but done. He's all but done. And the problem that they have with Roman is that David built him up so big now that it's damaging for him to feasibly use to anybody, including yep. his own cousin Rock. Yeah, nobody's believable. Like, it seems yeah. from what I saw last night, they're teasing him and Riddle. And I love Riddle. I think Riddle's entertaining, but yeah. nobody thinks Riddle's going to be there. <laughs> Nobody thinks that at all. Well, that, that's why the Attitude Era worked, and that's why WCW worked against them, because, like, they had a solid top ten, you know? that I mean, you had The Rock, but you also had Stone Cold and Triple H and The Big Show and... Mick Foley and, and Chris Jericho and, and Benoit and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. There, there were so many names, and WCW did too. Um, they're like so singularly focused now on about three or four people, and really just Roman Reigns. Um, 
Like one of the best things that they did in um I guess it was like late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one was when they made mm-hmm. main event Jey Uso. Because yeah. like they proved you can make a star out of anybody if you try. Yep. And then they proceeded to push him back down. And it, it's funny because I was it Eddie Graham. I remember listening to an interview, and I think they were talking about Eddie Graham, and they said his business plan was you have ten top guys. Nobody outside those ten can beat any of those ten guys. And the bottom five mm-hmm. of that ten only lose to the top five of that ten. That way those you can right. get around those ten guys. And that makes so yep. much sense. And if Vince did that, he'd be perfectly fine. And he, it, it's like he can't see the, he, he can't see past Roman, which is sad. I mean, and no, and no knock on like Sami Zayn, but when you can't name a top ten that doesn't include Sam, that includes Sami Zayn, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like they've they've done so much work on him to turn him into a joke. Kevin Owens, too. It's like, you know, if you have to include either of them in your top ten based on what you've done, then, like, you're not doing it right. And, and they had a chance to build Kevin Owens. He just main invented a night of WrestleMania with Steve Austin. You could have did yep. so much. and then he went right back down. After that. And you put him right yep. in the comedy act. And it's like, oh, and while it's entertaining, that's not what a guy who just main invented against Steve Austin and his comeback match should be doing. No. It's not, you know. As great as Ezekiel is, I just don't see it. Yeah. Coincidentally, they stripped away one of their better performers, made him basically nothing, and now he's not even allowed to say it's himself. Uh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's so stupid. So dumb. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I think that's about it. Anything else uh, that I'm overlooking here? Um, I mean, no, it's pretty it's, deep. It's really yeah. Cody we really one pack MJF and Vince yeah. destroying his own company. Uh, MJF, yeah, yeah. Well, it was great to have you back. We really missed you. Ah. Uh, Good to be back. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on him more often now because like I said, the room is done. We're coming down to the yeah. final stretch now, so I, I have more time now. Yeah, but once that baby, I I know good enough to know that once that baby's here. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna I be like crazy. To I'll, I'll be able to. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of sleepless nights. But like I said, we got about a month or so left. So yeah, and we'll work with you. You know, if you can appreciate step it. away. <laughs> Happy to have Appreciate you, it. though. Um, yes. Yeah. Did you have anything to plug on the way out, Derek? Um, no. Like I said, just happy to be back and hear everybody. And uh, I'm go- I probably will be back next week. So. More than likely. Cool. I really hope so. That 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 yeah. uh, that made my week. Actually, to hear about that. That's crazy. And no, by the way, you. I love good, the barbecue good to meme with uh, <laughs> oh, you with NBC. Great promise. Oh, bro, this is hilarious. Did you see it? It's amazing. No. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got, MVP it in the out, street, got MVP in the street profits, and it's talking about a uh, uh, well barbecue food. I I don't know. I don't even know how to get into it. <laughs> it's good. Oh man, that's awesome. Talking about white people barbecue food, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> Raisins and uh, 
in the potato salad and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds so good. Oh, man. <laughs> Making me hungry. I'm doing intermittent fasting now for this wedding, so I'm miserable I'm right now. Too. But, uh, I'm I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I can't eat before eight in the morning. I can't eat after eight at night. So it's up. Perfect. Yeah. All right, Stro. I never pitched it to you for the plugs earlier because I was so excited to have Derek. Tell us what you got going on this week, man. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, oh, actually Thursday night, rather, uh, WCW Retro at uh, 19.com. Uh, it'll, it'll be dedicated to discussing the, the career of the late American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Nice. So we have a cool Dusty Rhodes moment of story. Please call in. It should be a lot of fun. And on Friday night, my horse sci fi show, The Stro Zone. My Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Feature for Friday night will be The Phantom from 10,000 Leagues. <laughs> I dated her. No. I did you? I didn't. No. She walked among us. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, so ECWA returns June 25th. Uh, Morganville, New Jersey, Jersey Dugout 712, Genesee Drive, Morganville, New Jersey. Headlined by the franchise Shane Douglas, going to be challenging uh, Clutch Rockwell for the World One title. Colossal Mike Law and um, Colossal Mike Law and Sam Shields, the ECWA champion for the ECWA heavyweight title. Erica Lee against Killian McMurphy for the Legacy Belt. The marvelous ones. Travis Lee, so much more. Be sure to check it out. Tickets and information, ecwawrestling.com. And, of course, I'll be there. Come say hi if you're able to stop by. We'll stream the event on YouTube as well, I believe. Uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight for In the Room. It was great to hear from Derek again. I miss him so much. Uh, he's my my right-hand man, you know. Just, uh, we worked together for so long. It's just, uh, it's just great to have him back on the air with me. Uh, thank you to the best callers and crew I could ever ask for. And uh, that's about it, I think. Everybody, have a great night. Be good to each other. I love you all very much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.